In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be insurance. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Amanda Duberman. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the crazy shit happening in the news explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Happy Let's Monday. Do it. Let's Happy do it. Happy Monday. <laughs> Amanda, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. I'm feeling like unusually refreshed this Monday. I was pretty down in the dumps on the Friday episode. <laughs> but I'm feeling a little better. I'm feeling a little bit better. How was your weekend? My weekend was really nice as well. Um, I, I do feel a little rejuvenated. I got some nice sun time and beach time and hung out with my dog. So, you know, just all good things. Yeah, yeah. I think we're like, I know I'm personally readjusting to this being I mean it was obvious this was going to be the reality for the rest of the year but we're not going back to the office for the rest of the year and that bummed Mm -hmm. me out even though I knew that was going to be the case but I feel like I spent the weekend processing it obviously you can't have a bad weekend when Beyonce comes out with a visual album yes precisely yeah so um but some uh, the weekend ended a little weird. Dr. Burr had some weird news for us last night. Yeah, yeah. So on Sunday, Dr. Burr announced that we have entered a new phase of the virus, which is extraordinarily widespread. Um, that's her. That's her words, and it's affecting urban and rural areas alike. She also warned that people who live in multi generational households should consider wearing a mask even while inside their own home in the event of an outbreak in their area. The CDC projects more than 173,000 deaths by the end of August, and the FDA is predicting nearly 300,000 deaths by the end of the year if we don't get our shit together. And election day is three months from today. She was basically being like, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, it was mostly affecting urban areas, areas, and there were, those were the hot spots. But now there, it's everywhere indiscriminately, basically. That's so crazy because it's like you would think that four months into the pandemic, when you have an expert saying we've entered a new phase, that should be a good phase, not a worse phase. Yeah, I, it's just frustrating to think what what could have been had everyone in the United States just stayed home for two weeks. And then afterwards, wear a mask everywhere. We would even be now, ins- like even now. Yeah, doctors are saying like looking at okay, if we like really locked down it, locked down again for a month, could we like tamp this down? But yeah, this this multi generational household things, whether you should mask or not, is a there are members of my family that are not on speaking terms because of this. This oh, me too. Suggestion and whether it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yes. Um, also. How fun. I know. So Antonio, my boyfriend, he's from Spain, and uh, he really was trying to figure out a way to go to Spain for work for uh, like the month of September or like for multiple weeks in September, like even if he had to quarantine or whatever. But even there, they're experiencing more cases. But it seems to be like younger kids who are getting sick, but so the hospital, so the death rate is staying low. But 
now they're waiting to see what happens because younger people just spread the spread it to older people and then the older people die. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously, we know that like people in multi generational households, which are more likely to be uh, black and brown communities, are more susceptible. And um, yeah, like my grandpa doesn't live with my parents, but they are like his primary care. Like he absolutely should. <laughs> yeah. Like he like just short of lives with them, and it's like should they be masking when they even like do his laundry and like cook his food and. In his view, he's like, don't come around me if you're wearing a mask. I don't, I don't, he's a, he's not because he doesn't believe in it, but he's like, I'm 90 years old. I don't want people to be masked around me. If this is how I go, this is how I go. But we're like, grandpa, no, this is not worth it. (laughs) So now, yeah, everybody's fighting about when masks should be worn around grandpa and when they shouldn't and what's too much and what's inappropriate and what he wants. And I'm sure, you know every family that has a something approaching a multiple generational household is, is having these tensions in addition to just being freaked out about everybody's safety. I, I do feel like, you know, um, that this has really height this whole coronavirus, like Trump had already heightened tensions within family members, but now with COVID and the political, the politicalization of wearing a mask and social distancing, et cetera, has heightened it to a whole other level that like I wasn't ready for. You know yeah. what I mean? I even like, I think a couple of weeks ago, I asked some teachers that followed us to sort of tell us what their concerns were, what they were thinking about. And one person told me that she had seen this happen sort of on playgrounds and she anticipated it happening in schools is that kids will actually fight with each other about mask wearing. Like if one kid comes from a household where they're constantly hearing all masks are a scam, this is all a hoax, you don't need to wear a mask, masks are unsafe, they will actually like bully the kids that are wearing masks and pull masks off their faces. And then kids that do believe in masking and come from households that do will also pick on kids that aren't. And it's like that never even occurred to me that we would be at that level of, of dystopia, that kids would be fighting, kids would be bullied for wearing masks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It does not get better. Just make a Spider-Man mask so everyone feels cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Do something. Make yeah, them fun. Pr- promote masks on TikTok. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. 
They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So let's talk about TikTok. So on Friday, President Trump told reporters on Air Force One, as far as TikTok is concerned, we're banning them from the United States. And he said he would do so using emergency economic powers or some sort of executive order. How exactly he planned to do that legally uh, was unclear and remains unclear. Okay, so TikTok. Trump is like not alone in concerns about TikTok. There are legitimate security concerns that have been sort of played out publicly, um, I think for the best because TikTok has been forced to answer for them. But the biggest issue is that TikTok is owned by a Chinese internet company called ByteDance. And officials in Washington have become more and more concerned that the Chinese government could access information about Americans who use TikTok uh, because it is owned by, because it falls under Chinese ownership. Basically, Chinese companies can be required to hand over information about users to the Chinese government at any time. Um, and it's not like we have a great relationship with China overall right now. Like Trump loves to blame all of his problems on China. Um, however, TikTok has maintained that our user data, ours and Americans, uh, is stored in the US, it's backed up in Singapore, and is therefore not subject to Chinese law. Interesting. Um, I, when I, when everyone was like talking about this when it happened, it's so it's so bad that I am of now of the mindset that I don't like if the president says something I'm just like whatever yeah. like I'm like uh, everyone's like oh my god no I'm like it's not gonna happen like he he has said so many things that he has yet to do like I know. he he was supposed to have a like there's this like big push going on Twitter right now about his healthcare plan right like he said like right before he was elected and all like even like the, the lead up and then like during his first 100 days like. He would have a new healthcare plan to replace Obamacare. And then two weeks ago in that Fox News interview with Chris Wallace, mm -hmm. where he like talked about the cognitive tests that we've all completely forgot about because time doesn't exist, yeah. um, that he would have a healthcare plan in two weeks signed and ready to go. And, and it's been two weeks since then, right. I think today. And so still nothing. So whenever he says anything about anything, I'm always like, yeah, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was reading about like all the times he said he's going to do something with healthcare, and it always just goes away. They even like interviewed like Lindsey Graham on the golf course. They're like, do you know anything about this healthcare plan that he's coming up with him by himself and signing? And Lindsey Graham was like, yeah, he's, he's very excited about it. It's great. <laughs> he's like in like the worst because he knows he's losing and probably going to lose. It's like the worst case of senioritis. Where he's mm -hmm. just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a paper about this, and I'm gonna do this. And it's like, okay, all right, Don, see you at graduation. It, it's like, it, have you seen the movie The Truman Show? Yeah, of course. It's like he is Truman, but he is in on it, and he's trying to bring up the facade with him. Like he's right. like, oh, he's like, oh, I know that I'm on a TV show, and so I'm gonna play along as opposed to trying to get out of it. 
Um, yeah. So TikTok, to get around these concerns about it being banned in the United States, TikTok's owner has pledged to sell the app's U.S. operations. In a blog post Sunday, Microsoft CEO has talked with Trump about buying the app. A deal would create a new structure wherein Microsoft would own and operate TikTok services in the United States, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. As part of the agreement, Microsoft said it would ensure that all private data of TikTok's American users would be transferred to and remain in the United States. I think it's funny that we think that our data is safer here. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, like, yeah, like, like, I don't know, like, right. Cambridge Analytica just like just happened. Right. Right. You know, I and, mean, like, that's, yeah, it's bad, but like, I know this is really bad and I'm really naive, but whenever I hear internet security, it just like goes to a part of my brain where I'm like, cannot care. The opportunity costs of protecting myself are too much. And I'm just gonna hope for the best while using every app and never changing my passwords. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm even though I know that's so bad. And as soon as I say that, people are like, oh my God, no, but this is so serious. And it's like, I know, I know it's, it's serious, but it does go to a part of my brain where I'm like, who's going to really protect us from this? Show me, show me who you think will do a, a better job. I know. It's like, we have social security numbers. Everyone knows you like, you yeah. know, like, I don't know, like my phone, like, like looks at me and like it opens <laughs> And like the other day, someone was like, my phone keeps pausing my music. I was like, oh, when it thinks it's being dropped, it pauses itself now. And I'm like, I think of my phone as a thinking device. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've had a lot of situations lately where we have not typed things or Googled things. We have only verbalized things and they have suddenly appeared before us to purchase. Ever since I got AirPods, I won't even hold a phone up to my face. Is that what it is? Yes. I, don't I have, know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what is this really about? It, it is mainly about security. Like, a lot of people, you know, when I was, like, posting tweets, making fun of him, saying, banning TikTok, people were like, actually, this might be, like, the first decent thing he's ever done. But, I mean, these move come, this move comes as TikTok users have repeatedly swarmed the app to troll the president. Um, they, they did that thing where they basically made it seem like millions of people were going to his rally, and they were really embarrassed. They've launched campaigns to rate Trump's businesses poorly on Google. Um, I don't know how much farther you could drag down those ratings after bed bugs, but um, they've spanned online surveys. They'll do this thing where they put a bunch of merch into the cart so it looks like it's sold out. Um, so I can't, I can't imagine he loves that. And it's also become, the app has become a hub for progressive activism in recent months. Thousands of creators would probably lose their primary source of income if it's banned. I, I read one creator who compared the use of TikTok during the Black Lives Matter movement to what Twitter was during the Arab Spring. So, I mean... I'm not losing any sleep about Addison Ray having to go back to college. Like I wish all of these white kids uh, realized how this felt when they were ripping off sounds and dances from black creators, you know, for the mm -hmm. past six months, like maybe now they know what it feels like to have things taken away. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm not like losing any sleep over that, but it absolutely has become a medium that I think is a lot more accessible for a lot of people. It doesn't necessarily reward aesthetics like Instagram does. So a lot of people have had opportunities to um, perhaps like create streams of revenue that they wouldn't anyway. But many have also pointed out that Trump curiously moved to ban TikTok just as Facebook released its posure version Reels. And I know, Brian, what is your theory about this, yeah, uh, this intersection? Yeah, so Reels, yeah, like, like Amanda said, is the new Facebook, um, like, version of tiktok that i feel like that they, they've released but it's not they haven't like pushed it yet they're gonna start pushing it and it's on instagram like it, 
like some users have it, not all users have it yet. It's like if you swipe through your stories, you can see that you have reels. So I have this theory I sent to the, the sub group. Um, I was like curious about how it's interesting that Mark Zuckerberg has been having these private and confidential meetings with Donald Trump on the verge of this release while simultaneously allowing Donald Trump and politicians to release fake ads on and, you know, um, um, on Facebook, like, like basically political ads that they know contain dislike, like, uh, lies. I hate when people say misinformation, disinformation sometimes when it, cause it's just lies. Yeah. Um, and while simultaneously pushing right wing conservative, often conspiracy theorists, news and post articles, like if you can check that you can check the top 10 performing posts on Facebook every day and the top 10 will always be Ben Shapiro, Fox News, yeah. um, The Daily Caller, Breitbart, etc. And it is, it is, it is even just like, like by a little, it's by like a lot. I know. And, and I was, yeah, it's crazy. They, they, it's because they consider Breitbart an actual like legitimate news partner. Like after 2016, mm-hmm. they were like, let's make sure we're really like prioritizing our legitimate news partners and tried to like court publishers back, including Breitbart. And like, they let that video of, of the woman saying that we get ovarian cysts from dream sex with demons. They left that up because it came from trusted news source Breitbart. And so it's like, Hmm, perhaps in these confidential meetings that we don't know, that's what is being discussed between Trump and Zuckerberg. Perhaps there is some sort of, um, I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. Ban TikTok. <laughs> because, you know, no one... Go, who the fuck uses Facebook? Like, my racist aunts and uncles, or not my aunts and uncles, but, like, people's racist aunts and uncles, people's, like, you know, like, old people. Yeah. You know, and, like, I'm sure that it, it probably, from, like, an ego standpoint, really grinds Mark Zuckerberg's gears that he does not have that stake. Yeah, Absolutely. Ugh. So let's talk about another vital service the Trump administration wants to sabotage. We've been hearing a lot more about the Postal Service. So what's going on with the Postal Service? The Postal Service is already in a ton of debt. It's in desperate need of funding. Um, it's been overburdened by the pandemic. Originally during the pandemic, like I think it was losing money because people weren't sending packages and people still aren't sending them as much. Um, but they're overburdened because people are still ordering a lot of package. This has been going on with Trump for a while now where he's like repeatedly signaled that he would not support a bailout of the Postal Service. He installed a Republican mega donor, this guy named Louis DeJoy, who has given $2 million to Republican causes as Postmaster General. And the Washington Post reported uh, at the end of last week that this man has like installed a lot of cost-cutting measures that basically make everything take a lot more time and slow everything way down. Uh, Just as we're probably about like staring down the biggest vote by mail election ever because of a pandemic that the president failed to contain. So as we speak, Congress is still negotiating the pandemic stimulus package and deciding how much should go to mail-in voting. Uh, Democrats want about 25 billion and Republicans want 5 billion, but Republicans don't want any of that to be spent specifically uh, for mail voting. That's wild. Um, I was was watching um, Congressman Claiborne on the news this morning and he was talking about this specifically and it, it he was talking about like it's it's wild um because i say it's everything is wild i know me too but, i was thinking <laughs> that to myself lately i was like i think i need some more 
some more synonyms because I'm just overusing the same hyperbolic words, but it's all I mean. I know. It's like you, you, you keep saying like unprecedented and then the, yeah. that became like too much. But so um, they, the Republicans like are trying to like, you know, introduce like, like even like a hundred dollar, um, like what's it called when you go out to dinner and it's you, you try to put on the work. <gasps> you like, you want to, they, they, they want, they want to put like in the bill that you can comp your meals. Like, oh, like, like, like that is in the bill. Right. Yeah. And it's I like, we're, that, yeah. we're, where it's like well, they are expensive, so like where the Democrats are being like, maybe we should be able to vote thirty days in the lead up to the election. Um, a lot of states you can't even open the mail in ballots until the day of the election. Maybe we right. should start opening up the mail in ballots a few days beforehand, like so we can count them more because we have to verify the signatures and like all this other stuff. It's yeah, it's a little. Yeah. It's really yeah. I think as you're saying it's, this, it's yeah. starting to get important to normalize the idea that. Um, election day is three months away but like the election is now and we're probably not going to know the results the night of but like it was, it was really weird though i just saw a tweet going sort of viral that was like hey fyi the election day is actually october 20th because if you think about requesting them two weeks ahead of time which is really the optimal time to request your mail-in ballot that's technically october 20th and that tweet got flagged as like false information on Instagram because what they do go after, the only thing that Facebook will go after is what they consider to be misinformation about voting or elections. And I guess that mm. got, got flagged, but it's crazy to think about what doesn't get flagged. The thing about yeah. the post office is that he's, Trump is losing this election and he's just like doing everything he can to try to sow skepticism about whatever the results are, but he's actually been advocating against the post office for a long time because he's mad at Jeff Bezos. <laughs> So Trump believes the USPS should charge Amazon more money because Jeff Bezos is getting too rich, which like I agree with that too, but he doesn't like that Jeff Bezos is getting rich because Jeff Bezos also owns, is it Bezos or Bezos? I think it's Bezos. Bezos. Bezos, because Jeff Bezos owns also the Washington Post, which reports on factual information, which usually is damning for uh, for President Trump. So it's funny because it's like with TikTok and Amazon, these are objectively, if you look at some of their ap- actions, uh, villains. But Trump mm-hmm. manages to like completely subvert it and make them somehow be the victims. And now we're like, oh no, but don't don't do that to Amazon and don't do that to TikTok. It's like, no, 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 fuck Amazon and TikTok. Now I'm here defending them because yes. the president's like, okay, maybe, all right, I'll defund the mail and ban TikTok if you want internet security and you want Amazon. To I know. No, that's the wrong way. It's funny they had that they had that um, congressional hearing last week with the CEOs of Google, Amazon, Facebook, and it's both sides are like want to want to yell at them, but they're both but they're yelling at them about different things, (laughs) and so they can't come to a consensus of like what the issues are with them, and it's just like frustrating. Especially, it's like like overly frustrating to see all these people like so ill-equipped to discuss that kind of stuff, but. We all don't like them, but the problems are different. (laughs) So switching gears a bit. So uh, we are still waiting on Joe Biden's vice presidential announcement, his pick for his VP. It looks like the top contenders are Karen Bass, Susan Rice, Kamala Harris, and Tammy Duckworth. Apparently some top Biden advisors have launched a a whisper campaign against obvious front runner Kamala Harris and called her too ambitious. Specifically, it was a male a former senator 
Yeah, was that the Chris Dodd one? Yes. Shut um, up, Chris I know. Others said Who she didn't show enough. for president. I know. Others that say she doesn't show enough remorse after attacking Biden early on and rub people the wrong way. I had sent this to the subgroup, this like article, and I was like, I could, un-, and someone was saying like, oh, she all she cares about being president. And I was like, oh, wow. And I said something about that. I was like, I could see that. And then when you, when like I started to hear you, you, uh, you all talk about it, I was like, oh, I really, I, that was internal, like <laughs> internal, like misogyny or something that I didn't even like realize that I like still had. Cause totally. because it's true. Like you would never say that about a man. Right. It's true like, because I, I, I heard that too. I mean, everybody has internalized misogyny and I heard that too. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can see that she's too ambitious, but for me that just doesn't register as like a problem, but it yeah. is also something you would never say about a white man. It's like, you know, who was way too ambitious? Dick Cheney. He should have been stopped. Yeah. He was too yeah. ambitious. I mean, you could say Bar- Barack Obama was too ambitious. Of course. He was only, he was only a Senator for two years before he ran for president. Anyone you know? who wants to be president, I think is, weird and <laughs> not somebody i want in my life <laughs> like yeah exactly I think to, yeah. To, to have the to have in your head that you that, to just have the confidence that that that's that's a job that you could do is like you've gotta you've gotta be pretty you've gotta be too ambitious mm-hmm. like the people totally. that are like like amy klobuchar is too ambitious you don't get to that level if you're a, a normal yeah. if you're a comfortable amount of, of ambitious but yeah totally i don't know who do you think it's gonna be i mean i just like i think it just makes the most sense if, if they just pick kamala harris but i could see tammy duckworth coming out strong and being like and like i think that one senator tammy duckworth makes a lot of sense but i don't know i really don't know i think that they just want to not rock the boat you know what i mean i think their plan yeah. is to pick whoever will piss people off the less you know yeah <laughs> the least amount because they they are in the biden campaign is sitting in a very very good position right now you know um npr had just released today like how they 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 have these states where they they're like they lean democrat they're toss up etc they have moved like so many states that were lean democrat to likely democrat like wow. colorado yeah. and um and now georgia they moved from yeah. likely republican to toss up and you're like georgia is a toss up state so like if georgia's contention like joe biden just needs to like sit on his hands and like not let anything like let donald trump just implode and that includes picking a vice presidential candidate that's not going to fuck that up Right, right. I feel like it would just like just don't suddenly choose a white man after saying yeah. you were gonna. Yeah. But oh, I think, it's like uh, it's like all of a sudden he's like, and my VP is Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> That's why we're hearing all those rumors about James yeah. Corden replacing her. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen definitely has a has Amy Klobuchar energy. She's definitely made somebody eat their sa- salad with a comb. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. But the cool thing about him, I mean, at first when he said, oh, it's going to be a woman, I was a little bit like, oh, like, then tell us who it's going to be. Like, that's just such a, it's such, it's like, okay, we're half the population. Thank you. Uh, but in the past month, like, we've learned so much about these women like Karen Bass and Susan Rice and 
Val Demings that frankly probably wouldn't have surfaced to the top of people's lists had he not said that. We would have been talking about the same old boring white guys. So it's like, it's good that people have had a chance to learn about all of these incredible women of color in Congress and who have served in government. Um, and now we like know their names and hopefully they're a bigger presence for people. Totally. I, I hadn't even thought of it that way. I wouldn't have known Karen Bass or Val Demings, you know, yeah prior to this, like I, maybe I would have heard their names and like recognized their names, but I wouldn't known like as much as I do about them now. So yeah. it's, I mean, even now he's elevated them just by yeah. putting them in this contention list. Totally. Speaking of, so like we said, it's three months until the election. We still have lots of election related merch and all of it, 20% of it, excluding uh, tax and shipping, which is a very small percentage, uh, goes directly to the ACLU's Voting Rights Project. There are attempts at voter suppression all over the country, um, not just with regard to mail-in voting. And this Saturday marks 100 years since the ratification of the 19th Amendment. And one way we're honoring that here is like looking at all the work that has yet to be done. And you know, Black women were not necessarily included in that anniversary and are still disproportionately disenfranchised. Um, so we're trying to help the ACLU voting rights project as much as we can. We have a t-shirt that says all male elections are greater than all male elections. Uh, that is my pride and joy saying. Uh, we have an exciting new Obama t-shirt coming out this week. I don't think you've seen that one, Brian. We have those election day drink pouches. And then of course we have the flip the Senate sweatshirt. Brian, look, mine's tie-dyed. I saw that. It cool? It's really I'll, cool. I'll share a picture. I was so proud. Did you do it yourself? I did. Oh, wow, I did a that's bunch amazing. of stuff, and I did the Cuomo sexual shirt. Yeah, a lot of our merch is white, so if you liked tie-dye or you had a tie-dye party and you uh, got too drunk and didn't really actually tie-dye and you have all the shit left over, buy some shirts. Again, 20% excluding tax and shipping goes to the ACLU's Voting Rights Project. Great. Um, so until the return of democracy, I'm Brian Russell Smith. And I'm Amanda Duran. And this has been the Betch Us Up podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.